everybody. I hope everybody is doing great. Oh my goodness. It is December. So happy holidays to you and your family. I am so excited for this season. If you're in the Southern Hemisphere like me, happy summer. I'm so excited for the season. I'm excited to, to do the things that people do in summer. I think, I think it's been quite a hectic year, um, professionally, personally, emotionally, just all around. I think I've had such an immense year, but it's been a good year. Um, I think I've, I've done many things, you know, my son was in grade one this year, so you can imagine the adjustment that I had to make in terms of just making sure that he's settling in well and doing all the homework and all of that. So that was on one front, but, you know, generally I think my career, um, was something else as well. I think I've learned a lot this year, but most importantly, I launched this podcast. I launched Wisdom for Wealth Academy and it's been such a joy ride over the past few months. It's been such a moment of learning, such a moment of really getting to know myself better and getting to know the people that listen to this podcast better. So thank you so much for all your support, all the feedback, all the likes, the comments, the shares, you name it. I just want to say thank you so much for showing up for this podcast, but for also showing up for yourselves. I'm thrilled at the feedback that I've been getting about, you know, just the financial epiphanies that people have been getting, some of the changes and shifts that people have been making in their own finances as a result of listening to this podcast. And so I am so glad that I could partner with you, that I could add my voice to your life, that I could just bring what I know and what I've been living to come and make a difference in your life. So this is the season finale for season one of the Wisdom for Wealth podcast. And I just wanted to close off this podcast, well, this season with just a conversation around goal setting. Now, if you remember well, in my very first episode, The Courage to Reset, I speak about what are some of the issues that I had that led to my finances not being great at all? You know, what are some of the things that led to my financial struggles in the past? And one of those things was I lacked financial goals. I lacked goals. Um, and it's such an interesting thing because even though I say I lacked goals, I didn't lack vision. So I always started the new year with vision. I had, I had this idea of where I wanted to be, but I didn't have goals. And so I just wanted to take today to unpack for you a goal setting method but also just to unpack the difference between vision and goals. And so I'm going to jump straight in. You know, part of the reason why I wanted to do this and have this conversation with you is because I'm going to take a break after this episode. I'll be back next year, 2023, with a fresh season, with fresh content, with fresh new ways and an upgraded podcast. But I wanted to leave you guys with something that is going to keep you in the interim, you know, whether you set your goals now before the new year or you start the year off and you set them then. I just wanted to leave you with something that you could apply to your own lives. So typically when everybody starts the new year, we always are excited. I think there's something about a brand new year that is pregnant with a zeal and, 
you know, just a fresh breath. And it's, it's just so exhilarating to start the new year. And every time people start, you know, people have these big things that they like to say, you know, like, this is the year where I'm going to pay off all my debt. This is the year where I'm going to change things. This is the year where I'm going to do whatever. <laughs> so, but every year people start off with a sense of hope and a sense of vision. And I think a lot of people stop there. That's where people start. And a lot of people, that's where they stop. So they stop with vision and they don't even know. Sometimes we don't even know that we're starting off with vision. Sometimes we confuse vision with goals. So just because I had vision and I had excitement and I had the motivation at the beginning of the year, that doesn't mean I was setting a goal. That just means I had a sense of what I wanted to achieve. Um, but that's, that's just it. And so one of the things I had to realize when I wanted to make a shift in my finances and really, you know, just shift the way my finances looked I had to realize that vision alone was not enough. I had to realize firstly that vision and goals are not the same thing and that I need more than vision. I need goals. So you might be asking yourself, Lelo, what's the difference, right? And here's just a short definition of what I believe is the difference. And I think goals are actually actionable steps that support your vision. So vision is big picture. And goals are the actionable steps that actually support your grand vision. And I think it's important to have both, right? So I believe that goals are also backed up by systems. And I'll get into that as I unpack goal setting. Goals are, are backed up by systems. They're backed up by strategies. They're backed up by things that are going to protect you when the motivation is low, because we all know how the year starts. We all are excited. You know, everybody wants to get something done, but as soon as the inspiration and the motivation of the new year wears off, then people stop pursuing their dreams. And I think that's why it's so important to set goals in, in a way that is going to outlive your motivation. And so I'm about to share with you a goal setting method that has helped me. It's worked for me. I, I just believe that it's going to be helpful for so many of you as well. So it's, you know, I, I, I leave it as an acronym, right? So it's an acronym called GROWS. It's G-R-O-W-S, GROWS. And that is an acronym for a goal setting technique that I have been using. So the G stands for goals and typically what you need to ask in that space is, you know, what is the goal? You know, what do I want and by when, right? So for example, maybe your goal for 2023 is to pay off your car, right? You want to have a fully paid off car by the end of 2023. And, you know, so that, that, that is a specific goal. I've told you what I want. And I've also told you by when I want that goal. So that's the first part. It's to look at what do you want and by when. Secondly, the R stands for reality. So I think this is an important one because often when our goals are not tethered to our reality, it's very, it's very hard to achieve them. Like that's how people end up giving up is because they've got this vision of where they want to go, but they almost haven't taken a time to look at, well, taken the time to look at where am I now, right? So what is my reality right now. And I think some of the questions that you can ask under reality can be, 
where am I now? And is my goal realistic based on where I am right now? And I think when you look at the goals and you look at the reality, there needs to be a feedback loop between the two because whatever your reality is will tell you if your goal is realistic. So you need to be flexible enough to make the change to your goal if your reality is, is, is just too far for you to reach your goal. I think it's sometimes having a stretch goal is, is motivating, but there's a difference between a stretch goal and setting yourself up for, for failure and for disaster and for disappointment. So I'm not saying don't stretch. I'm just saying be reasonable in your stretch. A typical thing that you look at under reality could be, you know, I said, I want to pay off my car by 2023. And maybe your current reality is that you don't have an emergency fund. Maybe another part of your reality is that you actually don't even have enough margin in your budget. So, and when I say margin, what I mean is how much do you actually have left over that is uncommitted, right? That is not committed to expenses, to debt, to anything. How much do you actually have left over? Because for you to be able to reach your goal, you're going to need margin. And if your reality is saying you don't have enough margin, right? Then you're looking at your reality in context of your goals and saying, is this realistic? Is this something that I can do given the fact that I don't have the margin and I don't have emergency savings? And I think that's important because if, if you don't have just a buffer, like, you know, a set of savings and you don't have margin, then if something comes up during the year that you did not expect, you might end up in more debt because, you know, you didn't have the money to, to actually attend to certain emergencies. So I think it's important to look at your reality. And then the third part of goal setting for me is something I call options. That's what the O stands for in the acronym options. It's, it's, you know, so based on your reality, what are some of the options that you have, right? Like what are some of the options to getting to your goal. And, and if you get to your options and you realize that, okay, so maybe my options are not going to work, it's okay to go back and change the goal, right? So some of the options that you can look at based on your reality are things like, okay, so maybe I need to start a side business, right? Because that will allow me to have um, extra margin and maybe that will allow me to pay off my car faster right? So that's an option. So a second option that you can consider is if you know that you don't have an emergency fund and you don't have savings or a financial buffer to protect you in, in the case of unexpected expenses, then you can start off by saying, okay, so maybe I'll take the first three months of next year to save up for an emergency. And this can be a starter emergency fund, right? And it can be like, okay, hey, cool. I'm going to just set up a buffer for the first three months. And then the next nine months, I am going to then pursue my goal to pay off my car. Right. So you can look at something like that. And then you can also look at things like, you know, where are the possible places where I can downsize and downgrade? Okay. So maybe you'll do what I did where I, I decided that I was going to rent out my property. I mean, I didn't need all the space. I think scenarios are different. But look at the areas in your life where you can make cuts, right? Like, can you, for instance, 
change your Wi-Fi service provider, you know, and get something cheaper? Can you change your insurer and get a cheaper quote for your car insurance? And whatever portions of money that you're able to save from those changes, those can help you get more margin in your budget that you can put towards your goal, which in this case, for our example, is paying off your car by 2023. You can look for margin within your current budget, right? So look at some of the things that you can cut off. You know, what are some of those things that you can shave off? What are some of the stuff that you can live without and see where you can make the sacrifice for the next 12 months to further your goals? And I think the W in the acronym stands for way forward. So we've just done options. So the way forward is picking the best set of options for you, right? So you will go back and look at all of your options and then look at which ones are the best for me. So maybe renting out your home or moving back home is not an option for you. And that's okay because, you know, different strokes for different folks, but maybe your option is I'm going to start a side business. And I want you to be careful when it comes to that. I think it's very nuanced because businesses require money. So you're going to have to put in money to get something out. So that might not necessarily be viable, but it could be. You can look at, you know, okay, so I'm going to start saving for emergencies as one of your way forwards. And then another thing could be, I'm going to cut down on certain expenses for the next 12 months. I'm going to make the sacrifice so that I actually can pay off my car within the next 12 months. And after you've done your way forward, I think one of the most important parts of goal setting, often you don't hear people speak about this. And, you know, I was inspired by James Clear's book, um, Atomic Habits, where he says that you do not rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. And I believe that systems are what keep us pursuing the goal when we are less motivated, right? When the motivation wears off, when we're no longer excited about the dream and the goal, having a system in place will protect you and will benefit you when you're not motivated. So what are some simple systems that you can consider, right? You can consider things like, okay, so automate my savings, right? Like, and for me, that works where I don't even get to see a certain portion in my bank account. It just automatically goes to my savings before I even spend, before I do anything. I have already saved before I do anything. So I think you can consider automation because you just don't even have to think about it. And whether you're motivated or not, you will keep going. So another build into your system that you can look at, and this has personally worked for me, is considering coaching and personal development coaching. So often when we have a goal, we typically can make sacrifices for however amount of time. We can make sacrifices for the next 12 months. But I want to challenge you by saying that after you have obtained your goal, you're going to have to maintain certain things, right? Now, if it's paying off your car, I suppose it's going to free up a lot of cash in your budget. But I just feel like changes that are not rooted in who we are from an identity perspective are changes that we can't maintain. So when I speak about personal development coaching, for me, it was necessary because I needed to be in the presence of people and mentors and, you know, certain programs that were supporting my growth and were supporting my goal, right? Because often what we need to look out for when we build systems is that 
we want to go to a certain place, but we find ourselves around people that don't want the same thing that we want. And unfortunately, we will become like who we walk with. It's just, it's just what it is, right? Like, I can't, I can't make a plan to get to Cape Town and go with people that are on their way to Alaska. It's just not going to work, right? So I needed personal development coaching so that I could get better as a person. So my goals for my finances weren't just to pay off a specific thing. I want to change my entire financial future. And so I realized that if I wanted to maintain some of the changes that I'm making and I wanted to become better disciplined at my expenses and just better disciplined as a person, I needed to put myself in spaces where I could get coached and I could have access to like-minded people. So I think when you're designing your systems to back up your goal, I think it's important to ask yourself questions like, what type of people do I need to be around that are actually going to help me move further in my goal? You also need to ask yourself things like, what sort of places do I need to stop going or start going so that I could further my goals, right? We all know those places that if we go there, we're going to end up misspending. For some people, it's going to a club, right? You know that if you go to a club, you're going to spend more on alcohol and that's going to take you out of budget. For some people, it's going to the mall, right? Or specific malls with specific things or just be very clear about where am I not going to go and where am I going to go that's going to keep me motivated on this journey to achieving my financial goal. And then I just think it's so important to also just remember to be kind to yourself. I think sometimes when we start off with a goal and I'm guilty of this is that I, I constantly want to be on the goal, right? And there's moments where I fall off a bit, where I, I don't, stick to my guns. And then I sort of feel guilty. And sometimes we're tempted to give up in that moment. And one thing I've learned is that in a democratic country, and I learned this from James Clear's book, in a democratic country, it's not the person who wins the election is not the person with all the votes, right? So you don't have to get a hundred percent of all the votes for you to win. You just have to get the majority of the votes. And I thought that was a powerful analogy, even for our finances to say, if I've set out a financial goal and I am about to get started and I somehow, you know, slip up in one month and I don't stick to what I wanted to do the next month, I just need to be resilient enough to pick up where I left off and continue with the goal. So remember that it's not the person with all the votes who wins the election. It's the person with majority vote. And you can still win with the majority of, of making the right steps and taking the right steps and making, you know, making sure that you do the things that you set out to do. And so that's just a simple goal setting technique that I have been using. It's worked for me. I just believe that it works for so many other people because firstly, it's just tethered in reality, but also it's built with systems in place that are going to make sure that you stay on course, even when the motivation of the new year wears off. So I hope that that is something that you guys are going to be able to dig into, um, whether you do it now or you do it early in the year. I just hope that you will sit down with yourself and really just look at what are your goals, right? And, and I think it's just so important to start the year with a level of clarity and a level of direction. And I just believe that this goal setting technique is going to be very helpful for you. 
So guys, that's it from me. I hope that you guys have thoroughly enjoyed this season as much as I have enjoyed creating it. I hope that this episode is going to be helpful for you. And while I'm on a hiatus and, you know, taking my sabbatical from podcasting and content creation, I hope that you guys are going to enjoy this and you're going to learn something from it. You know, I think it's so important to start the year having had some time to think about your goals. Now, this system will work in finances. It'll work in any area of your life. But specifically because we're speaking about finances, I want you to realize that the financial area of your life is catalytic. It is like dominoes. It affects everything. My mentor loves to say this to us, that money is not the most important thing, but money affects everything that is important. It affects the healthcare you're able to afford, where you send your children to school, what you eat, what you wear, where you live. Money affects so many other things that are important. And that's why it's so important to sit down with yourself and check in with yourself and ask, where do I want to be within the next year? How do I want my finances to look? And don't feel the pressure to have these astronomical goals. I think what matters is the intentionality and the time that you take to actually put some thought into where you want your finances to go. I know that it will definitely go a long way for you. And so I hope that this goal setting technique is going to be helpful to you. It's definitely been helpful to me. But I hope that you guys enjoy your holiday. I'm certainly going to have a lovely time. And I'm going to catch you guys in season two of the Wisdom for Wealth podcast. And I will start that season in 2023. So stay tuned to our social media pages at Wisdom for Wealth underscore. My personal page is at Lelo Mashatile. I hope that you guys just keep a lookout. You know, stay tuned for when the next podcast season is going to be up and ready. But I hope that you guys have a lovely, lovely break. Summer break and winter break for those of you in the Northern Hemisphere. But for me, Lelo... Thank you so much for all your support. I appreciate you guys. Bye, guys. Bye.